Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. This is not a show to sleep to. My name is Brandon Weatherby. My co-host for this hour, an old friend. He's also been a musical house band on the show. He's been a performer on That's the show. Right. He's performed characters on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Bucket. Hi, everyone. Hello. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy to be here. And Brandon, I just, I just filmed my segment for a documentary that's being made about Brandon and his show. And that was one of the topics of discussion was that I've done uh, not just comedy on your show, but I've gotten to do the music yeah. and I've gotten to be, do a character. I've, I think I told a story, but I've yes, also just, just done panel or I've just panel. like sat in and shot the shit with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was part of what we talked about in the, in the um, interview was that it's a place where you can wear a lot of hats. You're literally wearing a hat tonight. That's right. How would you describe your hat? So this is a hat that it's green. It is green. Uh, I got it at 7-Eleven. Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm not and, disagreeing. But it is a little, it, it's cooler than you would imagine would come from 7-Eleven. In fact, I, had, I have a friend, her name is Shelly Kim. She's a comedian and she's very hip and caught up on all the current the fashions, tra- current trends and fashions. And she told me that it was extra. Okay. And so, wow. okay. and I affixed to the very center of the forehead part of the hat, I have a pin, an enamel pin of George Costanza wearing a prism on his head, which is from an early episode of Seinfeld. So this hat is green. Did it used to have a patch on it from either Cools or Newports? It does look like that, though. It yeah. does look like it might have that. The person you're hearing on microphone is longtime co-host, DC co-host, but tonight she's also a guest. Yep. Because she's sitting in the wooden chair. I'm sitting in the wood chair. Allison Lane, everybody. Allison's a one. Oh, our first applause of the night. Yeah. I was saving it. It only took <laughs> nine hours, but we got there. You know why? Because she gave me tequila. Nine hours in, we're doing it. I'd like to point out that Jack put on sunglasses for the first time tonight <laughs> around 9 p.m. It's yep. very dark outside. Uh, and our other guest, friend of the show, second time on the show? Yes, sir. Second time on the show. Uh, he was also a guest on BYT Radio. He's an old friend of mine. Armando Gallardo is here. Hello, Armando. Armando, you are my only friend that I have that has a man bun, and I respect. Well, thank you. I'll take that. Why do you think that is? Why do I like you and everyone else that has a man bun? I am instantly put off. It's a great question. Thank you so much. Um, my attitude towards life. Yeah, it's a positivity. <laughs> Here's the thing about you. You cover conflict, and you cover uncomfortable situations. Right. And you haven't had the best run of the last few years. Oh, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Got arrested and everything. You got arrested. Do you want to talk, do you want to talk about your arrest? I mean, we can talk about the arrest. I would sure. love to talk about your arrest. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Is it fair? Okay. I'm going to just say it is fair. Uh, you got arrested because you're not white. <laughs> and you, yeah. were, you were shooting a protest yes. in uh, Charles, Char- uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, North, North Carolina, Carolina. Oh, outside of gosh. a Carolina Panthers game. Yes. Okay. So the story is... When, was this 2016? It was 2016, a fall? yeah. It was a yeah. fall. And do you remember what the protest was about? Yeah, uh, Keith Elscott has gotten shot by the police. Uh, so the police said that he had a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family argues that he was just had, you know, had books. Uh, he got shot for no reason. To be fair, yes. uh, books do look like weapons. Yes. And uh, no one of color should ever carry a book because it might scare someone that's not Shit. of color. We're in hour nine of this thing. <laughs> I think the pretense of racism has aw- faded away. Yep. So you're in the South. You're in North Carolina. You're yeah. shooting a protest outside of a Carolina Panthers football game. Yes. Uh, this is the fourth day I've been shooting mm-hmm. the protest. The first night, uh, we all got pepper sprayed by the police. 
So my asthma kicked in, and I was like, I need to start bringing my gas mask, which mm -hmm. I'd start doing. Uh, the night before Saturday, my gas mask was out. There wasn't an issue with the police or anything like that. Uh, Sunday, there's a protest. I'm filming. Uh, a pretty much drunk lady approaches me as I'm filming her, you know, yelling at the protesters and uh, throws down my phone to the, to the, to the floor. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of walk towards her. She's walking towards the police. I kind of try to get the attention of the police for, to stop her. Uh, the police open up their line, let her through. Go to the talk to the police captain. Quick caveat: yes. uh, When you say the police opened up their line, what yes. do you mean? So the police had kind of like established this perimeter around the okay. football uh, field mm -hmm. for the game. Okay. Um, you know, we didn't think many anything much of it. And the police were just there to protect people? Question mark. I don't really know. There were like twenty protesters. Okay. Whatever. In any case, uh, I go talk to the police uh, captain. You know, he's like just get names and make a you know file report. There's mm -hmm. not much we can do, kind of thing. I go ask for names from the police officers. One of them is like, you want to talk to us? And I was like, yeah. So uh, they kindly invite me into the line. They open their line. And as soon as I walk in, five of them surround me. And they are like, we need to check your backpack. And I'm just like, what? I just got assaulted. What does that have to do with anything? Next thing you know, they open my backpack. They, they have, I have a gas bus there, which wasn't illegal. But they have, there's this like law from the DNC from like, you know, 10 years ago that they can establish these like special areas. And that was the special area, like the football game basically mm -hmm. within that perimeter in which you cannot carry things that they say you cannot carry. One of them happens to be a, a gas mask. I had my credentials, I showed them, you know, to them and everything else, but they, they, they wouldn't hear anything. So they just put me in jail. You now. were in jail for a gas mask. Yes. So and I, I had to pay a thousand dollar bond. Really clear. The uh, gas mask was not illegal the day before. The gas mask was not illegal the day after. The it gas wasn't mask wasn't illegal out of the perimeter. And would you have gone into the perimeter without being invited in by the police? No, of course not. Okay, there we go. Did you sue them? No. I, I mean, don't know if you noticed, you know. Allison. I know that you're a six foot two white man <laughs> with blonde hair and blue eyes. Allison's sorry, uh, Armando's not white. That's I true. know. So no, well, he did not you should sue use them. your white power of attorney. <laughs> I know. I and, really should. Uh, Yo, that's really fucked up. I know. I have considered it, you know. Um, but, you know, we'll see, I guess. Is there a statute of limitations on suing the police? That's a great question. I mean, this will be a civil rights violation uh -huh. based on the First Amendment, the fact that I was a journalist doing my work mm -hmm. and I was stopped, you know, for no reason than just getting me arrested. Do you so think you'd have a chance in a court in North Carolina? That's a great question, which I think Brandon, the answer would be no. Did you call it a statute of limitations? A no, statute. I think he said statue. Could we build some statue of limitations up? <laughs> build the wall, you know? So, like, it's within that same realm. In the middle of the park is the statue <laughs> of limitations. That, what would that look like? Some thought um, experiments uh, right now. Uh, uh, there's no... It's a funny idea. I think if you it's are... It's tough. If you illustrate it, it's going to be offensive in some way. Of course. The statue <laughs> of limitations. So, I'm glad we started Hour 9 with one of the most positive stories you possibly can with Obviously. our guest Armando Gallardo. So, uh, when you were in the, in the clink... Yes. What was it like? Uh, scary. Scary? You know, I'd never been arrested before in my life. Were you life. with other criminals? Yes, I was with other criminals. To make it clear, Armando <laughs> is a criminal, and that's yes. why he was in jail. Everyone that's yes. ever been locked up is a criminal. Well, yes. I agree. Uh, yes. <laughs> and... Um, You've never embraced your voice more than you have just now. <laughs> what were so? When, I agree. No, but when you get, I've, uh, this is one of my favorite things. So when you were, so you get to jail. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. What's one of your favorite? things? Just hearing about jail stories. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think everybody. They gave me a sandwich. I think everybody gave me a sandwich. I think everyone's fascinated by it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. Everyone is fascinated oh, by it. So okay, so you get to jail, yes. and then all the processing, blah blah blah. That's boring stuff. Then you're in there. They well, gave him a sandwich. You missed that. 
They did give me a sandwich, yeah. Um, well, I mean, one thing that I kind of came out of, you know, from this entire experience is the fact that everybody should at some point get arrested just to know how it is. Because, just to go through it. Yeah, because it opens your eyes at what the system is like. Uh, so were you handcuffed? Did yeah, they, I was handcuffed. I was taken you? in. Were you zip-tied or handcuffed? What is it? Zip-tied or handcuffed? No, handcuffs. Okay. Like, pro- that's kind of when you knew, like, oh, oh really? shit. This so when is you it. get to jail, are you in a big room with a bunch of other dudes? Yeah, basically. So basically the way it works is you, you get booked. Um, you So you see the, uh, the, just, the justice, so like the judge. Um, then they give you a bond or no bond or whatever. Uh-huh. And then from there, you decide to pay or not. If you cannot pay, then you're stuck there up until the day. Then when you have to see the judge, which could be... The arraignment. Yeah, could be weeks, could be days, right. could be whatever it might be. Okay, but the big door, the big gate slams shut. Yes. And so you're in the room with a bunch of dudes. Yeah, and the lobby. What's the vibe? The vibe is, uh, what am I doing here? Yeah, but with everybody else, like, what's the tone of the room? What's the conversation? Well, so, yeah. they were, so there were two other people that got arrested for the same reason. Um, one of them was a white guy, felon. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. He got no bond whatsoever, by the way. He just walked in jail, got no bond, walked out of jail. There was a black guy who was a live streamer. Uh, he got a $500 bond, and uh, mine was $1,000. You've never been to jail before. No. No. Isn't that crazy? I've been wow. to jail once. You went to jail? Yeah. What, ha- what happened when you went to jail? <laughs> Why'd was, you go to jail? I went to jail because I had a potential DUI, which I don't know how I talked my way out of it, but... <laughs> potential DUI. I I poten- like it should have been a DUI. So you I, got pulled over? Uh, no, actually, I didn't pay the fine to make it not a DUI. It was like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Either way, I had to go. I met up with the cops at like a Sabaro or some dumb shit. And they were like, hey, uh, we're going to take you to jail for a little bit. And I was like, cool. For a little bit. And they picked through my weave because I had a weave at the time. And I was handcuffed, was in jail. And I got out like four or five hours later. Huh. Wow. It was weird. It was really scary. Yeah. Were you guys, okay, so when you guys, but when you went, you were like in holding cell area? You weren't in Gen Pop or anything, right? No, so basically you Gen get. Gen Pop? You get to the. Yeah. I I, I've, oh I've watched The Wire, so <laughs> I know. I know all about Gen Pop. I know about. Um, okay, go on. Uh, no, you're like in this lobby waiting to be taken to your uh, own sale, basically. If you don't pay the. the, the A the lobby. Bill. Are there magazines? There are no magazines. Okay. They do have sandwiches. They gave me a uh, ham and cheese. Ham and cheese. Was it good? You know, it was jail food. Was it dry? Was it what? Was it a dry sandwich? Did they give me condiments? Yeah, actually, uh, some uh, mayo and mustard. Good. Any like a local mayonnaise or a no, local mustard? No, Artisanal? No, yeah, no, was it an aioli? <laughs> so I've never been arrested, she but I was it. rated. The fact that you weren't arrested is crazy. To I know. Me. Well, uh, I yeah. was rated by the FBI in college. Well. Okay, why? <laughs> so I lived in this group house where there was tw- 12 people lived in this group house. It was humongous. And I didn't really know my roommates. I hated them. I didn't talk to them. I paid $400 a month to live in this place. And I had kind of an idea that my roommate was selling weed, but then when I was in bed at 4.30 in the morning with my ex, who I thought we were like maybe going to get back together, she was sleeping over for the first time since we had broken up, 4.30 in the morning, sirens and li- or not sirens, but lights going on outside, and then they batter ram the door in, Damn. and they've raided our place because there were so many people coming and going from this big group house that they thought it was a huge drug trafficking operation. <laughs> so 
the FBI, along with the DEA and the local police, came in in full-on, like, Arab Spring riot gear, spring. like, bulletproof vests, tactical units, big, big uh, uh, what are they, M16s? Guns? The, guns, automatic guns, semi-automatic guns with the flashlights on the end, so they're... What? Put, yeah. Came in, kicked my bedroom door open, and they're like, get out of... Get up! Get out! I was like, you, okay... Uh, and they're like, where's the... They're flipping the light switch. And I'm like, the light doesn't work. I have a lamp. And then they're like, all right, turn on the lamp. And I was holding my hands up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go turn on the lamp. And then I turn on the lamp and they see how I've decorated my room where I had ladies' dresses just tacked to the walls. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then then we're just standing there for a bit. And they <laughs> I mean, because there's a whole... They have to secure the whole house. So we ended up standing there, me and my under... Uh, us two my, and my ex in our underpants. And we're standing there... For about 10 minutes. Yeah. So at that much time, you're standing there. The dude's got, they have guns on you. But 10 minutes is such a long period of time. You're going to have a conversation. And so eventually yeah. I was like, sorry, my room is such a mess. And they were like, well, These we've, seen, we've seen a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that I would say, talking about conversations, is that you don't want to say much to the police. You actually don't want to really say anything to the police. You want to ask for your attorney right away. This is where this is the difference in races comes into play. Yeah. Now, if you're a white man, you definitely want to have a conversation about well, the dresses that are on the wall. Yes, mm-hmm. but that said, you still want to have a little bit of conversation because I did that um, when I was waiting to be, br- you know, bring into jail, and uh, whenever my court day came up, the the same cop that was that I talked to for like five minutes about what he used to do before he was a police officer was there, and he remembered me because of that reason. And then he was like, "Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He was a journalist." He's like, "Yeah." And then he dropped the charges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but you get like, your money back. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, here's the funny thing. You get your there wasn't a you get your thousand dollar back, but you don't get the processing fees, which are like two hundred dollars. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, money making machine. <sighs> that sounds horrible. Do you wish you were white? No, bro. Sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. You're a white man. What are you doing? Yeah, Elsie? I know, right? <laughs> um, did you? I, this sounds. I hope this doesn't sound mean, but did you learn anything from this? Yeah, I mean, you. I think that one thing that you have to learn as somebody, and I was talking to about this with a friend of mine or my roommates, you know, you just never know, unfortunately, given the circumstance of the world slash um, system and everything else. Like, one day you might be just alive, and then the next day you might be in handcuffs, the next day you might be shot, the next day. So, I think one, learn, one thing that you learn from this is that you just got to be ready to... You should kind of like... I mean, I do this in general. Like, just expect the worst and be ready for that. That's interesting because, like, as a, a journalist of color, how do you not want to quit your job? Tell me more. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it's really... Especially th- in... Well, Here, actually, here's, always. Here's how a- he doesn't want to quit his job. He won't be able to pay rent if he does. Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that too. just a different profession where you can also pay your rent. Where no, it would be like, less I think, dangerous, I, think, I suppose. I think to me, part of like the, the passion of like doing journalism is the fact that you know I am covering stories that are true to my heart. And I believe that they should be brought to the light. Mm-hmm. Which, without me or whatever other journalist... That's not going to be coming out. Okay, so let's talk like- about one story yes. that you've covered that maybe without you, we don't know about. Okay, let's do it. So we know about the protests. Yes. We're always going to know about the protests. Yes. What's something that you maybe traveled out of the country to cover? Or hell, even D.C. Because I know that you did a project in Vietnam. I did. But if you don't want to talk about that, that's fine. If there's something else. You also went to Cuba before it, it was reopened slash reclosed. I don't even know where the hell we yeah, are on that re- right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. very confusing. It is confusing. You want to talk about a Cuba story? You want to talk about a Vietnam story? You want to talk about a different D.C. story? Any of that? Um, we can talk about Cuba. Let's do it. Yeah. 
Um, so I traveled there. I pitched the story on a Thursday. I was on a plane on Saturday to go in there when uh, President Obama was heading there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the worst weekend to be there, actually. Because? Because President Obama was going there. So like all the journalists were going there. Mm-hmm. It was a holy week, like Eastern weekend. So like mm. people were traveling to Cuba. Cuba's a Catholic nation? Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. Christian nation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you could say that. Um, and then they, uh, the Rolling Stones were playing a free concert. I did not. Who? The Rolling, the Rolling Stones. Stones. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're still alive. Yeah. They're still alive. Do you and think that the th- do you think that the four gentlemen watching us from the window of the Line Hotel would enjoy seeing the Rolling Stones in Cuba? Because my guess is yes. Maybe. I think they're really excited they, about what the listeners can't see is we are in basically a a lab a lab where all these looky loos in this very Fishbowl. busy yeah. hotel goody. can look in and see what we're doing can, yeah. can I just jump in real quick Brandon yes. the best part of this 10 hour marathon has been the fact that not once has anybody been able to come in here and pitch me on a fucking podcast thank idea. you you're <laughs> welcome it's awesome <laughs> sorry no it's fine I'm just it's interesting that um, you've just said like the best thing about this is not hearing from others now let's go back to this journalist <laughs> sure. exploring Cuba <laughs> So you go to Cuba, yes. you're there, it both, it, I'd say it's an interesting time. Fascinating time. Okay, fascinating time, but not, maybe not the best time to go there. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, you gotta have to, I mean, I guess you would have to de- dig deeper then. Okay. You have, you know, because everybody was covering the stories of Obama related, right? Now, I absolutely love talking, there's an entire hour long episode about your travels in Cuba on the You, Me, Them, Everybody feed. Yes. Sir. Let's just talk about one specific incident that happened in Cuba. You did not get arrested. I want to make I that clear. did not, surprisingly. Okay. What happened in Cuba? Give me one short anecdote. Um, that's a great one. So, I think that the probably one of the biggest anecdotes about Cuba is the internet. Not even thank you. That's what I was thinking too. This is fascinating to me. Explain how the internet works in Cuba. So okay, the internet, the way the way the, way the internet works in Cuba is you don't really have internet at home. Mm-hmm. Um, that has changed. Some people can have internet at home now, but you get like three hundred megabytes, which you will run out of that in I don't know two days. Okay. Uh, that said, basically you have to go to a public park. You have to buy a uh, card, like a you know like an internet card. Mm-hmm. That you buy, you pay like three dollars for an hour, mm-hmm. um, and three dollars there is what here. What's the it's three dollars actually? No, no, I understand that, but like, uh, how much money do people make a week in Cuba? On oh, average? so the average um, monthly pay for a government employee is twenty five dollars. Okay, so monthly, yeah. So this oh is more than ten. Wow. This is more than ten percent wow, of your wow, monthly wow. income is Absolutely. to use the internet. Yes, that's what I wanted to focus wow. on. Yes. Okay. Um, so, like, you know, the internet is a commodity that it's very appreciated by everybody. So, like, you'll, you'll go to the park and you'll see hundreds of people just on their phones, on their computers, sitting down, going online, connecting with their families. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing you will find is, like, you will find one person and then there'll be, like, 12 people around that person because that person will share his internet connection or her internet mm-hmm. connection with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, they'll, you know, there were Cubans that couldn't afford the $3 per, yep. per hour card. So they'll buy like a $1. You have to deal with like this lower speed because there's all these people connected to it. Yep. But for them, it was worth it. Yep. I've never heard of that. It, it makes perfect sense. That's a reality in Cuba. You're not going to be able to use the internet, but you're probably not going to be arrested for being brown in North Carolina. So Very true. I mean, there's a given and take by this. Uh, we're going to end this segment with you with a question from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. Armando Gallardo, I need you to pick a number between 25 and 259. Um, 88. 88. Why 88? I was born on April the 8th. That's wonderful. So that actually birthday. is your birthday. Yes. Yeah. It came around. Only nine hours. No. <laughs> Here we go. 88. <laughs> oh, this is fun. 
When is the last time you really laughed at yourself because you did something silly or stupid? Um, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a good one. Yeah, that was a bad one. It wasn't um, dark, at least. All right, let's go to 89. Yes. If you could have one of your friends do anything you wanted and be your slave for a day... <laughs> wow. What would you ask for? And we're back to it. Pretend he or she wouldn't get upset no matter what it was. I know white people wrote this book. <laughs> could I give them superpowers? What a wonderful man. He would give them superpowers. Aww. You're clearly not a white man in America. But I'm trying to take advantage of those superpowers. So, like, I will make them fly, for example. And then how would that... It, I would just a, be like, hey, give me a ride to... Yeah, but your dad's a pilot. You could already do that. <laughs> That's true, too. Here's this is for you. Oh, thank you, sir. And we're going to end the segment with a reading from the holiest of books, The World According to Mr. Rogers, Important Things to Remember by Fred Rogers. Armando Gallardo, I need you to pick a number between 15 and 150. 118. 118. Excellent. Thank you for not pausing. <laughs> this is a good one. When I think of solitude, I think of an anecdote from With the Door Open, my experience by the late Danish religious philosopher Johannes Anker Larsen. The most comprehensive formula for human culture, which I know was given by the old peasant who, on his deathbed, obtained from his son this one promise, to sit every day for a half hour alone in the best room. Thank you for sitting in this room for me with me for a half an hour. It wasn't alone, but I'm glad we spent this time together. Armando, how could people follow you? Uh, you can go on Instagram, OKMondo, O-K-A-Y-M-A-N-D-O. My website, OKBOKEH.com. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, Armando Gallardo. We're going to listen to some lullabies by Jessica Risker and come back with Norm Corrington. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm sitting with Allison Lane. Allison, how are you? I'm fantastic, Rander. But how are you? I'm like, good. yeah. I'm on. This is the nine. This is hour nine and a half of a ten-hour marathon. And I decided the last two hours I intentionally booked with people I knew because I could see myself slipping around hour five. Hour five is when I started to like mix up there and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, excuse me. I apologize. <laughs> I knew that if I booked the familiar people that I like and I knew wouldn't judge me harshly for the last two, I'd be fine. And the last four uh, were kind of difficult because I had a doctor from the National Zoo on and I wanted, and I respect her. She studies elephants and stuff. Oh, I love those. Isn't that great? But at the same time, it's like, how many elephant questions could I ask? I'm not the man to ask the elephant questions. Jack, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. You did, you did great with them. I, I tried so hard. Did There's you so learn many, anything? Not a fucking thing. Aww. I tried with... I tried so hard with kid gloves, you know what I mean? Because, like, I don't want to insult anybody, but to me, all the jokes here are, like, uh, inappropriate things to talk about. You know what I mean? And we had Diana from the Kennedy Center, who I absolutely adore. But what I would really want to talk about is, like, are you worried Target's going to pull your funding? You know, she's not going to answer that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so, like, those were a little bit more difficult, a little bit more harder than I thought it to be. But I had Haywood Turnipsey Jr. as my co-host. And he is an amazing co-host. So he was I, a great co-host for those thank episodes, you. actually. See, having a guy that's actually older than me, I think, was a better idea for those specific mm. guests. Yeah. So I'm very happy with where we're at right now. Uh, also on mic, 
uh, a man who I've canceled on more than any other guest in you, me, them, everybody history. Norm Corrington. Norm, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, I've canceled on you a few times. So I, I think, know. That's, yeah. that's why I'm okay with yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, cool. Norm has become my Abe Vigoda of the of of BYT Radio and you, me, them, everybody. He's my Abe Vigoda because I could trust him whenever he shows up, but I could also cancel on him because mm-hmm. he's going to cancel on me, a la yeah. Abe Vigoda. Uh, Andrew Bucket is joining us. Andrew, watch out for your expensive cocktail. You yeah, almost knocked know. it over with you your. Gave it to me for free. All right, don't brag. I have yet to get a free cocktail at the Line Hotel in beautiful <laughs> Adams Morgan. Same. Yeah. So. Flash these wow, really? Whites, and then uh, the world opens up to you like an oyster. Uh, now that we're on our last half hour, I could actually say all the things that I've been meaning to say uh, about the Line Hotel without getting banned from doing the show here because we're in the last half hey, hour. Hey, listen, Uh-oh. we can do whatever we want. I don't work for the hotel. Full Someone, service doesn't. So you can you say anything say? you want. Someone at any time. either vomited or shat blood in the last stall in the men's bathroom. <laughs> oh wow, really? Yeah. Oh, it, boy. it was the there's there's. Uh, okay, so this is what I do here. Every Thursday, I come and shit blood. No, every Thursday, <laughs> I come in and I do BYT radio, and Jack produces it, and he's a, he's a wonderful man. He puts up with Allison for oh, an hour, and then he puts up with me for an hour, and that is not easy because we are in the red, and that's not like a euphemism for something. We're literally in the red. We talk Very too loud. loudly at random intervals, so that's not an easy thing to mix. Number one. <laughs> Number two, I, ha- I bring in a to-go cup of coffee. And then I drink it, and I usually finish it by the time the show is over, so I have to use the restroom. So I always go to the restroom. It's never busy. It's noon on a Thursday. It's true. Or it's one on a Thursday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tonight. This is my first time at the Line Hotel for a 10-hour extended period without staying in a room, but in the lobby area. Mm. This is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, why do you think there are no night shows here? This is a horrible place. That being said, <laughs> I mean horrible place to do a radio show. It's a fantastic place to, like, drink expensive drinks and, like take really cool Instagrams. I yeah. kind of like doing it right now. I like there's all these people around. It feels like it's a party. You've been late for every segment. <laughs> it's a p- okay. it, Yes. But, yeah, okay. Do you know why you've been late for every segment? No. Because it's a party out yeah. there. Well, because it's, it's a party, but then I feel like we're in like kind of the green room of the party. I was going to say, which it feels is like the, uh, TRL. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does feel like TRL. Yeah. Yeah. It, does. it does feel like yeah. TRL. It's oh. fun when oh there are God. DJ shows here at night. <laughs> DJ shows are great. That's easy. This is okay. You've also complained to me about people pitching you at all hours of the day every day. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe DJ shows aren't the best idea. We're locking the door for every single segment. Oh, I love. We've the had door. over twenty guests on. We've had five different co-hosts, and we've locked the door. I'd say ninety-five percent of the time, so no yeah. one could harass us. Yeah, it's mm. great. You can't really do that when it's a DJ show. True. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, I'm just throwing that out there. When it's a DJ, why? Sh- you get to escape, like, because you're DJing so hard. Like, why do you have to lock the door? Or <laughs> it's a great question, Jack. Open. Why don't you uh, keep the door locked when there's a DJ show? Why don't we? Well, people are like in and out, more drinks, more hanging See? out, you know? more hanging out. That party atmosphere party that Andrew Bucket atmosphere. loves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at it though. You sound very upset with it earlier. Nah. Or you seem very relieved that no one pitched you today. I think I'm relieved that it's the nine and a half it's the last mark. It's the last uh, <laughs> gasp of this show. Uh, Norm, what's your goal in life? Oh, man. Good question. Thank you. Um, just, I think I'm living it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I um, got a dog. <laughs> did you get a dog? <gasps> yeah. When did oh you get a dog? God. I saw your Instagram of your dog. Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife and I adopt, adopted a dog two weeks ago. So you said abducted? Abducted a dog. Adopted. This is the second guest in a row whose accent you couldn't understand. Oh, no, I did fuck up just then. No, he didn't. Can I say the F word on here, right? I can swear. Jesus. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 people ask, they swear. Or then ask if they could swear yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> good, good, good. But this is the second guest we had a non-American guest two in a row 
both of them said something that was clearly understandable. Rolling Stones and Dog, or no, adopted, and you couldn't figure it out. Well, I'm be honest. Who's the racist now, Allison Lane? It's most likely me. I'm the straight <laughs> white man in a cardigan. I'm also a white man. Please. First of all, Please. I'm offended that I wasn't the first and only non-American guest. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not even. Are you the second or third? I'm just kidding. I'm happy to be here. I'm just happy I'm trying to, to think of. I'm going to go through my list. It's been a lot of people. But yeah, we adopted a dog. Two weeks ago, she's half poodle, half Lassa Apso. Oh my! She's God. adorable. She's three years old. She's yeah. She's so cute. is she done growing? Yeah, she's done growing. Could she's, you? Will you do me a name? favor? Lola. Lola. Lola's yeah. a great dog name. I know, right? Aww. Did you name it? We did not. She was called that when we and we we could have changed it. Like they say, oh, do you want to change three. her name? Yeah. Well, so yeah, and I was like. Lola, it's a kink song. So yeah, I'm exactly. Just so you it. like the kink song, Lola? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been playing it like to her. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. she loves it. Does your dog like when you sing to it? Yeah, she like rolls over and like you have to stroke her belly and oh, all that. That's she's so yeah, wonderful. she's a great. She, we got really lucky. We got really lucky to adopt such a great dog. That sounds really cute. Yeah. And the fact that you say you got really lucky. Mm-hmm. Makes me know that you're a good person. Oh, thank you. That, no, I'm not joking. That's like that's a symbolic thing. You could have said we adopted the best dog, like we picked it up. And it seems like you said the dog chose us. Mm-hmm. It's that a very nice? loving like thing to say. Now it's yeah. clear you don't want to have kids. You cut off your dick. Yeah. <laughs> no. What did what'd you do? Uh, well, the, not quite cut off my dick, but uh, I, you know. <laughs> Had a doctor do things to that area. Yeah, uh, I believe it's called a vasectomy. No, no, you could. <laughs> yeah. so Norm cut off his dick to make his wife happy. Is that yeah. right? Uh, yeah, basically. By yeah. the way, the, the song we're closing on for this episode in the entire. Did you marathon? say the song we're closing on? <laughs> Maybe he's been here for ten hours. <laughs> so is he. Uh, is operation table, which is apt for this conversation. Oh, nice. So yeah, you got your pee pee cut off. <laughs> uh, no, okay, right. I got some of my pee pee cut off when I was very very young. How old were you? Was it like a I was. I actually wasn't a baby when I was. Oh, so I, was like, I remember this from your party. Yeah, you, I was like three. Do you, <laughs> you remember this? from his party? Yeah, no, from his a, bris. No, he was, this no, is, he, he was this is, Nor- this is Norm's party anecdote. Oh, it was New Year's yeah, Eve, yeah, yeah, yeah. the New Year's Eve party. Yeah, so I was. Yeah. I did not hear this story. This is Norm's we cocktail conversation. Is talking about. I would like to point out that Allison, you were invited to the shindig, but you had to work. I did. I just want to make it clear. I'm sorry, I was making a lot of. No, no, I'm not saying you should apologize to us. I just want to make it clear that we invite you to. Every single thing that we do. I know. She Thank works you. at the coffee that. shop that's right next to where I work. Is that good or bad? I see him every once in a while. She does. Is that good or bad? It's no one will time. answer these questions. Jack, it's I would good. like it to be right. known that I will happily invite you to anything, but you live very far away. I'll still come. Okay, you'll be invited to the next thing we okay. do. So Norm. Norm. Oh, cool. Look at that. <laughs> where does Jack Where does Jack live? Jack, where do you live? Uh, Ana- Anacostia, River Terrace. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That is not very close. He has a yard. I do. So do I. <laughs> you do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to both of your houses. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, cocktail party story means cutting your cock off. Go. <laughs> yeah, so my, yeah, down there is just a fucking mess right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you were right th- now. You were <laughs> forever. You were three is years it in old. Process? I was. I think I was like three when I was circumcised. And you remember it. I kind of do, yeah. Do you know what I remember? This is okay. Look, this no, is, I have no idea. Tell this me. is. I did not talk about this at the party, but I do remember having a very crusty dick <laughs> for like a week <laughs> and recovery. It was scabbed oh. up. And- yeah, it was like all scabbed up and shit. Yeah, and then oh, this is terrible. yeah. This is going to end me talking about uh, my. You know, you know it's how on the, the internet forever now. You yeah, know yeah, what's, yeah. what's perfect I've about, about this? way worse stuff. Hour one, we talked about the peepees, Ellison saw in alleys in Washington D.C. Hour ten, we close 
with the crusty peepee yeah. of a child. But honestly, if talking about crusty all the drugs I've penis. done on your podcast didn't like no ruin any of my shit. career, yeah, then I'm fi- I think I'll be fine. I know you're not from here, but you're still white. Relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> Norm, can I ask a question about England? Yes, man. <laughs> please do. You <laughs> were so polite. There it is. You killed Brandon. That's our intent. <laughs> that was the edge. <laughs> okay, and I don't want to be offensive. You can't offend me. I'm white. Okay, because I'm only using. I'm. These are not my words. Mm. These are words, other people's <laughs> right. words. But in England, to bum a fag <laughs> <laughs> means to, to have anal sex with a cigarette. <laughs> but in America, to bum a fag is to borrow a slur for a gay person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Bomb, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, was bombing. Was that a question? Yeah, no, he's, just, yeah. he's trying out bits is what that, he's doing. That was a good observation. <laughs> <laughs> and an accurate one. Does so. the queen know about this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, so you got the dog. You're not having kids. Nah. Are you the worried? The dog is our kid. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> your wife and or you did not carry it to term. It's not your kid. It's a dog. Uh, we No, my wife gave birth to her. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was it to get a dog? You or your wife? Oh, both of us, man. We just oh, both wanted. So yeah, great. yeah. We just both wanted. Did you dog. grow up with dogs? I did. I did grow up with dogs. Did she, she? Did, she did not. Is no, this her yeah. first dog? This is her first dog. Is yeah. there a learning curve, or is she happy? I mean, she um, could still be both. But is, is any of it freaking her out? She is. She's taken to it surprisingly well. Um, she, yeah, there was a little bit of a learning curve. She also she's used to, an adult woman. Yeah, she's it's grown like, up. And come she, on, when she was younger, she nannied for a family that had a big, oh, okay. crazy dog. Yeah, well, so she knows what she's doing. And yeah. she, she's not a puppy. No, she's a she's young not. dog, if but she she's was, not a puppy. Yeah, yeah. puppies are hard, man. Puppies are Any hard. messes on the carpet? No, they said on the on the paperwork it was like, oh, she sometimes has accidents, but she's nothing so far. You're gonna go home and so. Lola tonight's gonna be real mad at you. Yeah, she's also probably gonna shit on the car when they go for the first time ever. <laughs> she's not a big dog though. No, she's little. What's yeah. kind of turds are little, we talking about? Little tiny poos. Little tiny. Uh, little tiny like poo nuggets. Little fingers of ginger. That's yeah. what they. You know. Ew. You don't. I mean, you don't refer to dog feces as little fi- fingers of ginger. Look, because no. I am a dog walker, and so I have very big dogs that have very big shits and sometimes they poo poo on the floor and I come but then my parents have two tiny chihuahuas that weigh about six pounds each their shits just, it's a yeah, joke it's, like a, bunny it's laughable yeah, well, you're like my- oh you pooped on the floor <laughs> I don't know who cares I got a question for you Bucket yeah. after your question for me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if you your dog will question when you arrive at the house or the apartment of the dog that you're walking uh-huh. if there's a shit already on the floor do you clean oh, that up? Oh, good question. Ooh. Or do you leave that? Yes, I clean it up. You're a good man. Nice do you let you. them know, hey, Fido shit on the carpet before I got here? No. Whoa. No, 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 no. Well, here's the thing. Is there like a confidentiality between you and the dog? Like, Well, the thing is, the other thing is I don't want them to think the dog shit because I got there too late. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. Because they can come home and they're like, um, excuse me, why are we paying... X amount yeah. for a guy to come and take our pretend kid out. Our <laughs> uh, our uh, uh, trial child. Could I ask more uh, follow up questions? Yes. Do you ever feel like maybe these people shouldn't have a dog? I. Okay. So here's the thing. And without. We're not going to name names. We're just no, going to no, give no. bad. No, no, And it doesn't even matter. I, I'm com- completely comfortable talking about this. But I will say this about getting a dog. Uh, my metric that I tell people is 
How many hours are you away during the day? Okay. For every hour that you're away, make that a year of the dog's age that you get. So you're gone. You work an eight-hour day. Mm-hmm. Get an eight-year-old dog. You can work telework and be home. Get a puppy. If you get a puppy and you're crating that thing and you're depending on me who comes and spends a half an hour with it because that's what a dog walk is. It's half an hour. Mm-hmm. Don't. What are you doing? You're 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 poorly socializing an animal and this this dog has to be alone not knowing what's going on for its whole day sure and you're dark dark silent lonely fucking place where you live no a few follow-up questions number one Yeah, yeah, yeah if there's multiple dogs does that make it better or worse better okay so if there's company it's like so we have two cats and we like we used to feel bad if we'd leave the house for a long time for the same reason but if there's yeah. two of them we never feel bad because they have each other who gives a shit well you're an only child right i am an only child okay mm-hmm. so i was a latchkey kid but i had i'm the oldest of five okay so we were a gang you know what i mean <laughs> okay i see i see if i was i didn't really get bullied but if my younger brother got bullied we had two brothers sure and he had a gang yeah even if he didn't have friends okay same thing with dogs. Okay. If they're going to be alone, then they play with each other. They figure some shit out. They do games. You know what I mean? Okay. But uh, no, I, there's this thing. People get dogs. They think it's like, like, it's like buying a car or buying a house and then you get a dog. No. Don't do... This is a... It's a living thing and it has emotion. It's a, they're emotive. They're sure. intellectually... Intelli- they're intelligent. They have emotional intelligence. Don't just get a dog as some sort of accessory to your newly found uh, Nouveau Riche lifestyle. You sure, know what I mean? sure. Absolutely. We're in the Lion Hotel in beautiful Adams Morgan. That's I right. Understand. Speaking of Nouveau Riche Thank lifestyle. You. At Full Service Radio. I got that. T- I got it in that time, Jack. Thank now, you. Norm, are you home? Are you and or your wife home for the majority of the day? So for the first week that we had her, I worked from home. Okay. I worked remotely just to like get her settled. Okay, but it's no longer the first week. No, now she's home, but we have a neighbor come and like walk her and play with her for like an hour I, but but also when i'm at work i'm only gone for like five hours because i leave work early and then do the rest of my shift from home okay so is your, is your wife home at all during the five hours that you're away no okay so in your ideal in andrew's ideal scenario you would have a five-year-old dog yeah she's three she's three yeah. but you do have that walker and or friend coming by for an hour wait yeah. did i just go on a diatribe and criticize you? i know no, yeah. no, barely, <laughs> my, barely because if you factor in all the hours yeah, it's only yeah. four hours away i'm sure you guys yeah. are doing a good job this is an I don't ideal think, I'm not situation. Sh- yeah, sure. for sure. And she's also she's like she gets a bit sad when there's no one there, but Lola? she's not like no. Yeah, she's not naughty or anything. She's not like tearing shit up and stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Did you ever have a dog? Uh, my ex and I had. A I dog. remember that, but you were allergic to dogs. I'm allergic to dogs. So and when like you were cr- talking about on, dog really shits, quick. oh my god, sorry. Did you get the dog? Didn't you get the dog after you got together? No. Oh, he already he had came a dog. with a dog. Okay, I apologize. Huh. For some reason, I thought that uh, he did not come with a dog, and then you adopted a dog, even though you're allergic. To no, dogs. he came with a dog. Okay, well that's a little different. Or did the dog come with him? I, you know what? Honestly, no. I don't the dog's know. dead. The dog is dead. The, the dog, dog died. died. Rest the in dog peace, dog. Yeah, it was that's really right. sad. And yeah. also, when you guys were talking about dog shit, so this dog was a German Shepherd. Oh yeah. And you want to talk about like these little ginger nuggets? Like this is my first dog, and I'm picking up like massive Big German Shepherd shits. And this one time, he ate my birthday flowers. Oh, my God. And he got super sick. Yep. And I remember walking downstairs, and this is a shaking German shepherd, and there's blood shit all over the floor. Oh. Happy birthday. Blood, blood, blood was, shit. It was the dog that shat in the toilet down there. <laughs> At the beautiful Line Hotel in Amazon. <laughs> and that dog is... Our next shit guest on the, the podcast <laughs> is the blood shit dog. Hi. Uh, 
<laughs> fun fun fact. Hey, we... Wait, Norm, are you are you mad at me? No, no, bro. Of course not. Are no, you no, ins- no, no, do you no. feel insulted? No, not at all. No, no, no. He comes like, no. a dick. I He's not going to feel insulted. insulted. <laughs> you're not, do- you're not doing a passive aggressive British no, stiff man. upper lip. No, uh, no, you're confusing me with a, with our other British friend who does that all the time. <laughs> no, I'm a good. I'm a you're good not guy. mad at me. No, no, no. I, if anything, anything, I feel. I feel I'm gu- mad at you because you won't shut you the fuck any- up. I feel guilty. There you go. Guilty. Do you yeah. have any grievances with me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'd like to do this on the air. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a grievance with me? No, man, not at all. Not one. No, never. Come on. No, not no. one thing. No, I can't think of anything. I think he's developing one. That's the point, right? No, Is that I, li- what we're doing? I like this. I, I'd love. I would love to have a radio show. It's the oppo- Jack. I think we got a pitch an hour nine and a half. Yeah. So it's the opposite of Mark Marin. You know how Mark Marin <laughs> Are we cool? gets guests. <laughs> Are we so, cool? <laughs> so he can take umbridge with them. Yeah. Oh, you want to establish umbridge? No, yeah. I want. Pe- I want to invite people to have umbridge with me. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so if Norm ever felt slighted or call maybe it unlock the gates, ignored or dismissed. Uh, just in because com- I do that a lot. I'm very, I, 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 get, oh. I can be dismissive. Actually, and quite the opposite. Actually, I would say when I started doing comedy in DC, you were uh, someone who was very nice and very welcoming. Is that true? Yeah, nice. and, that's so yeah, nice. Yeah. Can you say more about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were just one of the few people that was very complimentary and very welcoming to my. Who wasn't? Like, who wasn't? Let's name names. F- fucking everyone. <laughs> oh no! No! <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> Why? Why? I know it was like Bucket and Hayward, and then maybe like a couple of other people. Were and, they intimidated by your height? Oh, I don't know. No, just I think I just think comics are weird like that. They just all get a bit intimidated by new people. I think. Okay, uh, you're not a li- are you a libertarian? No, 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 no. But no. you work for a, a libertarian organization. Uh, yeah, libertarian leaning called yeah. Rare. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, this is important because Norm and I have a shared love of professional wrestling. Yes, we do. That's important to the libertarian stuff because running for mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, is Kane, the devil's favorite demon. Kane is running for me- Why are you giving me these looks, Allison Lane? You are not mm-hmm. happy at all. But I'm trying to figure out who it is. It's Glenn Jacobs. The Undertaker's brother. It's the Underta- in storyline, it's the oh. Undertaker's brother. He's literally running for mayor of Knox County, and he's visited the rare offices. Mm-hmm. Is he tall like the Undertaker? He's very tall. Have you met... Could we play Kane's theme while we talk about this? I think it's okay because we're talking about it, it's and okay, it's in reference... Fine. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Kane. K-A-N-E. Yeah. Is running for office? Kane, the devil's favorite demon... Undertaker's brother. Undertaker's brother is running for office in Knox County, Tennessee. Right, Tennessee? Yeah. And is it weird that a county has a mayor or is it? Very weird. Yeah. (laughs) Number two, uh, he's currently riding around. Thank you. He's seven feet fucking tall. Yeah. This is Kane's theme. This is the devil's favorite demon, Kane, running for office in Knox County, Tennessee. He just wrestled in a pay per view like a month ago. He was in the main main event of Royal Rumble. How old old is that guy? He must be. He's forty. He's fifty. Yeah, Holy 50. shit! Yeah. His birthday's April twenty sixth. He looks amazing for a fifty-year-old. Number one. Number two. He's, he's currently campaigning in Knox County, Tennessee, in a tiny zip car. It's not zip car. I apologize. Car to go. Yeah. You know the car like, to goes you see in Washington D.C. He's driving around the highway in one of those. All of the Simpsons. This is the largest car I could oh, yeah. afford. <laughs> That's what Kane, the devil's favorite demon, is doing. Have you met Kane at the rare office? I have, yes. I've okay. met Glenn Jacobs. Did yeah. you tell Kane, hey, why aren't you friends with The Undertaker anymore? <laughs> why <laughs> did you try to bury your brother alive multiple times? No, dude, you know, when you meet someone like that, it's like, 
I'm sure it's happened to you before. You, there's so many things swirling around your head at once that you just don't end up saying any of them. See, no, just, here's, no, I disagree completely. I met John Cena. I interviewed John Cena. Oh, yes, you did. I yeah. literally asked him everything I wanted to yeah. ask. Well, I just wasn't going to get the responses I wanted to hear, the mm -hmm. truth. I didn't get the truth. Yeah. Wait, got, wait, what question did he not ask? Okay, so answer. there was five things I wanted to know about John Cena. Number one is CTE. CTE is a big problem. John Cena was a college football player. He could have gone pro, but probably not really. He would have maybe been retro. He's a like a times. Howie Long. No, Howie Long was legit good. Was he actually No, good? Howie Long was legit good. Howie Long's in the Hall of Fame. His son is even better. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Howie Long is amazing. What's, um, what's his, who's his son? Uh, Chris Long. Long Duck Dog. <laughs> so, Howie Long Duck Dog. Uh, I wanted to talk to him about CTE and how CTE relates to both him and to Daniel Bryan, his brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to him about a movie he did with Shinsuke Nakamura where he almost broke his fucking neck mm -hmm. earlier this year. I wanted to talk to him about the role of uh, WWE in the current administration because Linda McMahon is part of the SBA. And number five, I wanted to talk to him about the Me Too movement because John Cena is a regular coach to the Today Show and clearly Matt Lauer is no longer with the Today yeah. Show. So I asked five questions alluding to all those things or directly asking about those things and he gave the most canned perfect I've gone through media training a billion times responses so I did ask him all those questions yeah. and because it was also on the record it wasn't just like a happy word did he say out. shit to you off off the record no because it was full of children oh and I so I what I did was I so let, you guys aren't friends no we're not friends at all okay. I let all of the children go first because it's like yeah I'm gonna let the kids talk to John Cena <laughs> so did you also, pose as a child with cancer to get this interview no absolutely not okay but what I should have done is what a Washingtonian did is rather than send a real reporter they sent like a reporter's son to ask Cena questions which is both a very cute thing and completely disrespectful considering that this man has rendered the most make-a-wishes and has more power than anyone in the Library of Congress right now <laughs> including Librarian of Congress Carla Hayden John Cena is more important and if you're wrong I got two words for you suck it <laughs> moving on okay <laughs> okay X-Pac okay so yeah. there's a thing called X-Pac Heat do you do you people know what X-Pac Heat is those are the suck it guys those, he was one of the suck it guys uh, Jack do you know what X-Pac Heat is I don't okay X-Pac was part of DX which oh was, no now I do okay yeah. He was part of the faction. X-Pac heat means when something is so bad, people just boo it out of the building. They're not booing it because they're supposed to be booing it. They're completely sick of it. Now, Chris Kelly and I co-wrote a book about Donald Trump entitled The Donald, How Trump Turned Presidential Politics into Professional Wrestling. It mm -hmm. took me nine hours and 52 minutes to reference my book for the first time. That's well impressive. Done. I That's can't believe one. that. Yeah. It is took, that true? I, yeah, it took not, I didn't reference it until Wait, right now. Wait, and for everyone listening, what's the ISBN number? I don't know. Four I used to own that URL, by the way. Four twenty three eleven. That's it. That's it. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> three eleven is also because three eleven you can't do and nine eleven you can't do. So it was four twenty. Anyways, yeah. uh, this thing called X Pac Heat is mm -hmm. uh, Chris Kelly and I came to the conclusion. Or this is Chris's idea. I disagree. The only way for Trump not to win office forever is if he develops X Pac Heat, which is damn near impossible. He's never going to lose that base. Therefore, he's going to win three terms. And he's going to run a third term and win. And it's going to be awesome. And you know why it's going to be awesome? Because you never besmirch a WWE Hall of Famer. Okay, so <laughs> the reason I'm asking this is Kane is currently in the WWE. Kane is not... Kane is the first person running that's really embracing this. Now, there's another reference to wrestling. This guy named Rhino, he ran... For con for state house, yeah, state house in Michigan that, yeah. in Dearborn, I, I think Dearborn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in 2008. So it was the night of the regular election, and when SmackDown Live went to air, because that's the show he's on, he was up in the polls. By the time uh, November 9th rolled around, he had lost. But he was the only other person besides Kane to actively run a campaign and run for office. 
They both kind of leaned into it, but definitely more so than Kane. Did Kane mention this when he visited the rare offices? Because he's currently selling meet and greet packages for with him and the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He is currently selling meet and greet packages for him and Jericho on the Talk is Jericho mm-hmm. podcast. Do you think that he's going to embrace this and win, or the embracing of this is going to hurt his chances? Um, I think it's going to probably. I don't. I don't know. I think it's probably going to help. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And because he's. I don't know enough about Knox County to sort of understand that, you know, the base. Sure. Of I think I have a fairly good understanding. What do you think it is? Uh, a bunch of white people. <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> yeah. Knox County, Tennessee is predominantly white. I mean, and I'm not sure. It's a Republican county. Yeah, yeah. And he is, I mean, he's, he's running as a Republican, although yes. he is technically a libertarian, which I know they're supposed to be like the same, but they're not, are they? Really? Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I think... It's, I think it's going to help him. I don't think it's going to do, especially now when, you know, someone who's in Trump's administration. I mean, but she's, I know she doesn't like flaunt it. <laughs> so the person that Norm is referencing is Linda McMahon. Linda McMahon is the head of the Small Business Administration. One of the most. Still? Yes, still. <laughs> wow. It's also one of the few uh, mem- members of the cabinet with zero scandals thus far. Yeah. She does mm. not fly private. Uh, this is she doesn't have any of those scandals. She's actually like doing what a small business administrator is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Out of anyone in the cabinet, the most qualified person is two-time senatorial candidate and loser, and former WWE CEO Linda McMahon. Mm-hmm. That is the world we live in. It's a wonderful world. John Cena is going to run and win. Okay, so do you like covering this? Do you like being in this political sphere as both an outsider and a, and a professional wrestling fan? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Do you um, think you understand it because you're both an outsider and a professional wrestling? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. What do you think gives you more an understanding? Uh, living through Brexit or being a professional wrestling fan? You mean of the an understanding the current, of the current you, political yes. climate? Yeah, uh, I'd say a bit of both actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Brexit like prepared me for because it was a few. It was like what a year and a bit before. You know, no, it less was than a year the before, night you it? were on the You Me Them Everybody. Yeah, the Kennedy yeah, Center. yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, I was ready for it, man. I was like, "Don't never say never, man." That's what we said about Brexit, and look what happened. Um, that, sh- that was shocking. Uh, Genu- yeah, genuinely it was, shocking. It was genuinely shocking. Yeah, and my sister's fiance is British, mm-hmm. and uh, he was. Uh, I spoke to him on the phone when that happened. He was like, genuinely, the like the rug pulled out. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was crazy, especially because like how it was. I don't know, man. It was just, it wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> do you feel? Do you felt like you had a finger on the pulse, and then it was like, nope. Yeah, yeah. You're like, we, everyone was so confident. And that, what, uh, at least the difference with Brexit, it was a majority of people, right? Um, do you mean like majority of people who voted, or it, or it, well, they, well, yeah, because Trump didn't win the popular vote. Yeah, right? exactly. yeah it was it was fifty two to forty eight percent. So it's it's not that dissimilar to here, except. In Great Britain, the numbers actually mattered more than the pop. Yeah. The popular vote here did clearly not matter. Yeah. Um, but do you feel any sort of hope because both of them were so close? And do you think it's it's fair to say a lot of people sat on the side because they didn't think it was going to be an issue? Yeah. So not not a lot of people actually of voting age actually voted for for in that for Brexit in Brexit. Um, I think in if we were to have the referendum now, I don't think that it would be that Brexit would win. So what's the future for your entire country? Yeah, man. No one knows. No. no one knows what the fuck they're doing, man. Like, it's... The whole thing is a complete shit show. Did you... Uh, after Brexit and before November 8th, did you feel like, oh, at least I'm in America? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, well, because I think that it was in the back of my mind that I may go home kind of soon. Like, I was kind of thinking like... Were you, uh, you were married at 
I think I was. Yeah. Oh wait. I, I don't know. I, what okay. year was this? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. It was the summer. So, it was June of twenty sixteen. Yeah, I was married. Yeah, okay. I'd been married for a couple of months. Um, hey, did you tell your wife, "Hey, I'm thinking about leaving you and this country"? Ah, uh, no. I was going to okay, take cool. her with. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, that yeah, was so not was clear. Like, yeah. Then. So does she have dual citizenship? Do you both have? Dual? No, no. I okay. no. I'm a permanent resident, so I have a green card. Okay. Uh, in three, well, two and a half years, I can apply for uh for citizenship. Are you going to? Is um, that what a resident alien is? Yeah. That's what are your I thoughts kind about of a cooler, Space Hogs? That's a cooler <laughs> term. Yeah. Wait. What? Sorry, Brandon. What are your thoughts about Space Hogs album, Resident Alien? Oh, I don't. I don't think I'm familiar with that. That's the one with in the meantime on it. Uh, I, I. I don't know. I've got no opinion on it. <laughs> sorry, my you friend. Know they're from your home country, right? <laughs> Norm, <laughs> given the current political climate, <laughs> who killed Princess Diana? <laughs> Look, as we all know. It was, uh, uh, wasn't it Prince Philip? Isn't that the conspiracy theory? Okay. Is uh, it really? I, I no think people, people think that the royal family had her killed. They uh, do think that. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, the really? paparazzi killed her. Paparazzi. Yeah. Norm, given our current political <laughs> climate, who wrote Shakespeare's plays? Okay, yeah. I like this. British conspiracies. <laughs> uh, is it Marlowe? Is that the guy? T- it's yeah, yeah. supposed to be Marlowe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also, there's a huge new revelation that he borrowed heavily from this uh, manuscript that was never published. There's only one or two copies of it that were passed around through through, uh, courtiers, and it's about rebellion and... um, Shakespeare copied it? Mm -hmm. He lifted massive... There weren't a lot of plagiarism laws back then, were there? (laughs) But it's not plagiarism. What... (laughs) Uh, was they, he inspired by it? Was he like he just borrowed ideas and made them? He's use, like vanilla. He's in, like vanilla ice to Queen. In a, but <laughs> even better. Let's say Vanilla Ice borrowed a hook from Queen and made, made an it better. even better. Okay, song. yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's taking somebody's piddly little ideas and then he recycles them into something that has lasted like that come original. more like that Tribe Called Quest song that has the Lou Reed sample like that you know how <laughs> I was just going to say Pixies Nirvana I was just say Eni yeah, Kimozi <laughs> oh, here comes the hot stepper here comes the hot stepper <laughs> whatever that there was some song in the 60s that went na 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 but then and he, <laughs> made, he made it better he made it better, oh. made it better. Norm we're going to end this interview with a question from the kids book of questions I need you to pick a number between 25 and 259 oh man I'm going to go number 5 Nice Once again, I'm going to ask you a question from the Kids Book of Questions by Carter Stack. There 25. we go. 25. 25. If you knew that by being the teacher's pet for two years, you'd lose your friends and be teased by everyone, but later in life would be happy, successful, and admired by everyone, would you do it? Mm. Yeah, man. Fuck kids. That's a, <laughs> that's a good sentiment from the guy who cut his pee <laughs> All right, you are our final guest on our final segment of I'm the show. I'm very honored, and it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm going to end with a reading, but before we do that, we're going to hand out some gifts here. Uh, this, this is for you. That's a Bloody oh, Mary that Allison woo-hoo. began, I think, around noon. Yeah. No, you one. should drink it. You didn't drink it in the first hour. No, I didn't drink 1 it. 1 p.m. How is it? Is it still bloody? It's been there since the first hour. <laughs> but did you taste it? He drank it. Yeah, he, awesome. he took a big gulp. Wow, for the listener, uh, Mr. Bucket took a huge gulp of <laughs> this... Bloody a nine-hour Bloody Mary. It's yeah. a new thing. My legs are killing me here. Oh, it's like a bowl of tomato soup. Gaspacho, mm. <laughs> perhaps. All right. So, Norm, what size shirt are you? Large. Too bad. Put it in the dryer. Do you want red or black? <laughs> uh, red. Red. This yeah. is a, the You, Me, Them, Everybody wrestling shirt. Oh, Inspired nice. by Daniel Bryan's uh, WrestleMania 30 win. It's the double-headed rooster logo. 
and he's holding a fucked up. I like it. Uh, if it's XL, that's belt. good because um, I can't really win with shirts. I'm there like tall and thin. So. And then this is a record for you, Andrew Bucket. It's Chicago. This is for me. This is for you. This is Chicago, uh, number six. And the reason why I'm giving you this specific record is because it comes with a full size poster Ooh. of the band Chicago. Holy shit, Brandon! I'm sure. See, there you go. It's them. Here's here's a fun thing. Here's a fun thing. I don't know if you. I don't know how much. Could you, could, are you okay to share this on your Instagram feed, Andrew Bucket? If I would you're love so to willing? do that. Yeah. The reason why is because in addition to being a fun old timey poster, look who's in the look who's in the driver's seat. I can't. See the that. driver's. Uh, it's a dog. Al- Al- it's Al- a dog. Oh, it's. Uh, There's a cute dog. So Brandon, I don't know if you know this, but I. Is that I was sort of. I was sort of. Uh, um, gleaned on the music of. What does glean mean? What do I mean? Raised on? Yeah, you uh, were like raised on the Chicago. music of Chicago. I was going to say weaned or gleaned. What's the oh, word? Uh, I don't know. Reared. Uh, I was reared. Weird. I knew it was one of those. I was reared on the music of Chicago. My dad is a huge Chicago fan. Maybe he'll enjoy this poster really quick. Uh, when I bought this, I don't know if you could, you'll could. you be able to see this. It says near mint huge poster. Nice. <laughs> so there's no... Could you please pass that down to Andrew Bucket? Saturday, Chicago from Chicago. In the park. I have think po- it was the fault of I July. have posters for everybody else, and I'm going to give you a notebook at our next occasion <gasps> because earlier I gave Jack the AARP notebook. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Brandon, can I just say something? Yes, sir. Uh, like I said, please stretch this out. Before <laughs> I got here, I went and did an interview where yes. I was being asked all these questions about our relationship and how. I mean, you gave me my first gig in comedy. Is that good or bad? That's good. I mean, you we literally you literally said, "Why don't you just do it?" You, you, you what, what are you scared? You jam- <laughs> and then you gave me a gig. I mean, in eight minutes for your first stand-up set. Yeah, That's wow. a lot of time. And I invited all my friends. And then you also gave me my second gig. And that was not was a good show. Three minutes, and it was very. Very devastating for yes, me. It was. It did not go well. But it, what it let me know was that I had a lot of work to do. And then here I am, six years in, and I've gotten some things done. And thank you so much for giving me my start. Aww. I'm yeah. not kidding. I didn't give you anything. You gave everything to yourself. You're a very funny man. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. But, you know, you support a lot of people by just being the you guy. You know who supports a lot of people? Jack here. I Jack. Uh, what on Jack? Jack. He's got to sit through all this bullshit. Is Jack a good kisser? <laughs> We're gonna find out. Uh, Norm on we've hour been eleven, ending every single segment with a reading from the world according to Mister Rogers. Important things oh. to remember by Fred Rogers. So I want you to put in your mind two different numbers, thirty and one thirty-one, and then I want you to pick two one of them between the two. Before we do that, we're going to go around the horn for plugs. Allison, do you have any plugs? Uh, listen to me here on Full Service Radio every Thursday at eleven a.m. for GTFO Radio. Perfect. And go, I just want to point out. You sound just as good as you did in hour one as you do ten hours in. Well, I took a nap and I've had two shots of tequila today, so Ooh. I think that's the magic. Kids, you heard the advice. Andrew Bucket, <laughs> do you have any plugs? Yes. Uh, so follow me on Instagram at Andrew Bucket, and I am actually debuting a music project in the next week, which is ch- uh, children's music and preteen music. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I'm not kidding. Okay. I have a lot of songs. Um, <laughs> The biggest hit so far is a song that has an accompanying dance. It's called The Doo-Doo Crab. And uh, I'm going to be debuting these songs on SoundCloud. So if you follow me on Instagram, at Andrew Bucket, there will be a big, big debut. It's going to happen in about a week. I'm not kidding. I'm into it. I uh, have a full album of about 25 songs that's about to drop. So I just want to say I really loved what you did 
on Instagram the other day. Do you want to talk about it or no? Really quick, like 30 Very seconds. Very quickly. So there's an account in, in D.C. called We the People D.C. Uh-huh. where they give a rant, uh, quote, quote, quotation marks, random person control of the handle. They can post whatever about their life. And it tends to be the most basic white bread, white wine drinking, boring bullshit. So I transformed my account to, it was we the people with two E's and then I used their avatar and I convinced <laughs> a lot of people that I was the real account and I was posting totally psycho things. Are, all of, are all of those photos still up? On they your... are all still there. Fo- you, you'll you might, know which ones they are. You and might be my favorite Instagram user. It was so, well, I quit Facebook because it's a toxic um, surveillance. Dude, they're all toxic. Yeah, but Instagram, I think I have a little more agency over. So I've started to figure out how to use Instagram for my... Whatever. You get it. But anyway, follow me at Andrew Bucket on Instagram. And I and here's Norm. Norm, plugs? Oh, you can find me every single day at rare.us. Uh, occasionally at Brightest Young Things. You can find me on Twitter at Norman Q. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Jack, any plugs or just listen to full service radio? Check out the You, Me, Them, Everybody podcast, not on full service radio. Yeah, I'm too that's good my, for you That's people. my plug. I've been doing this for 10 years, goddammit. Here we go, baby. All right. I have to say, for for 10 hours of listening to one host, you have been very, very entertaining. Thank you so much. That means a lot. And Brandon, it's true. I said, this in the docu- I said this in the documentary segment that I filmed, but you're doing this for 10 years, and if you and Kelsey have kids, your kids are going to have hundreds of hours of their dad in his youth and see how the way that you grow and the way you change <laughs> yeah. in, the, in your ideas and the interesting people that you got to know, and so you're leaving behind a really a body of work, and I think it's... I, Absolutely amazing. I appreciate I really, that. I'm, I'm so happy. I don't want to shit on your sentiment, but the <laughs> idea of a child listening to their parents' work is absurd to me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's all. I want you to be right. I want you to be right. Unless you're like Julian Lennon or something. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Did you get a number? Uh, 131. 131. Yeah. Between 30 and 131. Oh, okay. Uh, let's do 55. 55. Is that I like your fives. birthday? Perfect. She did it. 55. It's the people we love the most who can make us feel the gladdest and the maddest. Love and anger are such a puzzle. It's hard for us as adults to understand and manage our angry feelings towards parents, spouses, and children, or to keep their anger towards us in perspective. It's a different kind of anger from the kind we may feel towards strangers because it is so deeply intertwined with caring and attachment. Well, that was probably the most apt Mr. Rogers reading I've done today. It's all about anger and me. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We'll be back uh, at the Wonderland Ballroom. Correct. On Friday, March 3rd. Is that it? I think think it's Friday, March 3rd. March 2nd? No, I think it's March... I'm no, I think you're right. I think it's, it's March 2nd, it's actually. It's Friday, March 2nd. We're at uh, the Wonderland Ballroom. If you're listening to this in Chicago, uh, I apologize, Allison. I'm doing a show on 311 yeah. in Chicago, Illinois. Sure. You're more than welcome to fly out sure. at uh, the Whistler. And then we'll be back once again at the Wonderland Ballroom <laughs> on the first Friday of April. It's been a long night. Final song by Jessica Risker. This is taken from You Me Them Live. Every you meet them, everybody. Jesus Christ! You, I forgot the You've last. You've been here for like ten hours, word. bro. Don't worry about it. All right, sew it <laughs> up, buddy. Come on. Yay! Yay, Yay Brandon! <laughs> well done, Operation Table.
Downstairs, in through the attic, a stair, a operation table. I know what that means. Destinies And he said sha la 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 He said hold yourself I know I've got a long way to go Every single second I delay Is how much longer you're in pain The wolf up their sleeves In the cut off my knees Operation I don't really need I beg, I scream, I plead Let me be, stop operating It hurts when I bleed And he said sha la 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 He said hold yourself, I know to go every single second I delay is how much longer you're in pain he said hold yourself I see don't resist it don't fight me every incision cut with my blade is how much better you'll be made 